are the Cliff Notes Podcast. Uh, we got uh, our good friend uh, from Regional Radio KKWK. Um, Chris Ward is back with us. Chris, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Clifton. Thanks for having me back. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on, man. I'd have you on every day if I could. So, um, <laughs> so um, Chris, um, last week was the final week of the regular season. Um, anything that really stuck out to you? And um, talk about your game that you called. Um, a couple of things that stuck out, I think, uh, first, just go to the NEC, uh, man, St. Pius, very, very impressive with their victory over, uh, over Savannah. I, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised. In fact, I, I picked Savannah in that game in our pick on our uh, pregame show. So obviously I would have, wouldn't have been surprised one way or the other, but I did not see a blowout coming. Um, Savannah's way better than that final score indicated. It was just one of those nights that uh, St. Pius was on. And I, I think that goes to show you how good that football team is. Uh, at St. Pius, uh, I mean, to win the MEC, you're doing something right. Uh, I mean, you beat Maryville, you, you beat Savannah, you beat Cameron, Lafayette, everybody, all comers. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's very, very uh, The other game that really jumped off the page at me from last week, if you go to the KCI, would have been that uh, Hamilton's win over Lawson. And not so much, again, who won, but how they won. Uh, that was a pretty dominating performance by the uh, the Penny Hornets. Uh, very impressed with that victory. Um and, uh, and you mentioned my game. I had the uh, Princeton Gallatin as a GRC, and I thought that was a pretty impressive statement by Princeton. Uh, it wasn't a blowout victory by any means, but I thought a very impressive victory for those guys. Uh, a team that kind of flew under the radar for much of the season ends up getting a piece of the of the conference championship uh, based on the way everything fell. Uh, you talk about one of the hotter teams in the area going into the postseason, and you got to talk about them because they've got that win over South Harrison and then uh, a pretty convincing win over Gallatin. Uh, obviously, that's a very tough district there in District 7, Class 1. Uh, but that's that's one of the teams I think you got to keep an eye on coming into the postseason because of the way they're playing. Uh, that's one of the teams playing some of their best football of the year, and it certainly seems like they have been uh, stepping up week after week and really here at the end are playing some pretty good football. And absolutely. Chris, let's, uh, let's focus on a couple districts here real quick. Uh, first of all, we got Class 1, District 8. You already know um, – the number one seed of that district's Mid Buchanan. So, uh, but then we got East Bucket too. Um, and then, um, just give your breakdown of that district as a whole. And uh, if you, if you have any sleepers for that district, um, I mean, kind of, I guess. Uh, it, it's Mid Buchanan's district to lose. I, I don't think anybody would even argue that. I mean, there's a reason you play the games because anything could happen. But I mean, with the way Mid Buchanan played this season and, and the scores they're putting up, and not even just the scores they're putting up. The, uh, the way they're limiting their opponents and not really giving up any points. I think there's only uh, one, maybe two games all season that they gave up multiple scores, the East Buck being one of those. Um, I mean, it's just the way they're winning those games. That is a very, very impressive team. I give them uh, pretty good chances of, of making the deep run or, or the deepest of runs and playing for a title. I think they're the team to beat in this corner of the bracket for sure. Um, after that, I think uh, really two and three are interesting, uh, but for different reasons. East Buchanan obviously is a very, very good football team. Uh, they learned a lot, I'm sure, in, in the loss to Mid Buchanan earlier this season. And then after that, the, the loss to Lawson, um, I think those two losses really taught that group of kids a few things and the coaching staff a few things. I think they'll bounce back in a big way. And uh, don't sleep on West Platte. I know they uh, they lost a couple games down the stretch, but they were one of the teams, kind of like Princeton, that was playing some pretty good football uh, down the stretch, kind of ran into a red-hot Hamilton team uh, there, uh, you know, week eight. But, uh, I mean, that's a team that I think can at least make some noise, maybe give East Buchanan a challenge in that semifinal. But uh, as I said right off the top, it's, it's maybe Buchanan's district to lose. Um, if they just come out and play the game, they should play. Uh, I think they're hands down the uh, the best team in that district. 
And then the other one, the other one that we'll probably talk about before we get into uh, just the districts in general. Let's talk about Class One, District Seven. Obviously, um, South Harrison, Milan, Princeton, Hamilton, you know, Gallatin, uh, Gallatin, and Hamilton. Your game this week. Um, I think that's going to be a real interesting district. I mean, you got uh, the three teams of the GRC who shared a conference title in there, and then um, just uh, give your overall thoughts on District Seven. I think this is the best district that, that I cover, uh, and that's basically all the Northwest Missouri teams. I think this is going to be the most competitive uh, district out there. As you rattle off those top five, any one of those top five can win this district tournament. Uh, I know uh, South Harrison's uh, the, the number one seed based on points and all that stuff. Uh, that's a very good football team built for this time of year. Uh, that triple option attack, they got big linemen, uh, senior-laden, a uh, team that really – uh, relies on their leadership and just kind of downhill running in that option game. So, obviously, that's built for this time of year and the playoffs as long as they don't get too far behind. Uh, Milan has got, you know, behemoth. I mean, they're huge. They're big. They're kind of built for this time of year as well. Um, I, I like the fact they got a good senior quarterback in Malin Cole leading the way. Um, they've got a lot of coaching experience when, when you talk uh, Coach Dabney, the head coach, and they'd add in Mark Cole as one of the head assistants. I mean, you talk about coaching experience. They've got that in spades. So they've seen it all, done it all. Um, those kids are going to be well prepared coming into what should be a very difficult district, and and don't uh, don't undersell the fact that uh, being as the two seed, they're going to get on the other side, and uh, it you know have a quote unquote easier first round game than maybe a four or five type matchup would have. Um, the three seed Princeton's already proven they can beat uh, South Harrison. Obviously, they kind of took it on the chin early against Milan. Uh, that would be an interesting semifinal if they could both match up because I'd like to see uh, now that Princeton's kind of grown into that single wing offense and the things they've changed. Uh, from last year to this year under Coach Powell. Uh, they've grown a lot in that system this year. So I'd be very interested to see how that game play out now that Princeton's playing much better and kind of comfortable in, in what they're being asked to do and, and all that. Um, obviously, uh, then you get into to the 4-5 uh, the matchup. As you mentioned, my game of the week this week, Gallatin and Hamilton. Uh, you go back to week two, this was an overtime game uh, that very easily could have gone double OT or could have been one. Uh, Gallatin had a chance to, to get an extra point at the end of regulation and, and had a penalty and then couldn't convert a two-point conversion to the win. And then uh, so we went to overtime, and uh, a tipped ball in the end zone kept them from tying it, sending it to a second overtime. So, I mean, those are two teams that, at least on paper, seem to be very, very evenly matched. Now, I think Hamilton uh, right now is probably playing at a higher level than Gallatin is, so they can, I think they're your favorite in that matchup. But, I mean, again, that's a game that was in overtime in week two. So these are two teams that can really go at it. And then the bottom isn't, I mean, you know, your Polos and your Maysville's of the world, those are really hard-fighting teams, uh, teams that can really, uh, you know, kind of, you know, jump up and surprise somebody if the day is right. You know, if they get some momentum going, they can run the ball, keep the other offense off the field, et cetera. Those bottom handful of teams can, can aren't pushovers by any stretch of the imagination. So, I mean, I think this district is by far the most uh, up in the air, if you will. And uh, I know Hamilton's a four seed, but the way they played and they beat Lawson last week, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hamilton Hornets are the team to beat in this thing. But really, any one of those top five, you can kind of drop it in a hat and pick one out, and they've got just as good a chance as anybody else. And absolutely. Chris, uh, any other districts that you want to talk about, really anything that really sticks out to you as far as any of these other districts out here? I mean, I think I'm a football junkie, so all of them are fun to me. Uh, Class 2, District 8, I think is is a good district, but a very top-heavy this year. Uh, I mean, you look at those top few teams and that thing, that's insane. You're talking the St. Piuses and Lexingtons and Lafayette counties of the world. Uh, I mean, any one of those three teams can make a, a pretty good run in Class 2, I think. Uh, the uh, the Class 3 district, I think you get up there at the top and you start looking at, at potential like Richmond-Maryville matchups, if they could get that far to the finals. Now I know both teams uh, got to get there. Cameron's no slouch in that district. 
Uh, but, man, the potential of a Richmond-Maryville matchup sounds really, really intriguing to me. Now, that's a couple weeks down the road. Uh, the Class 4 district uh, for our area, I think, is going to be a lot of fun when you start talking the Savannahs and the Smithville's, uh, even the Carneys. I know their record's not quite up to where Carney likes to be. But you start throwing those type of teams in there. I mean, you look at uh, as good as Savannah is, uh, they were beaten by the lowest seed, Excelsior Springs, in that district. That tells you kind of how even that district can be, potentially. Um, I think Smithville's probably the best team uh, down in that that direction. I mean, and then you start talking, you know, the bigger schools. Platte County is obviously very, very good. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good football about to happen here over the next three weeks or so. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun time. I, I've been telling every coach, you know, this is my favorite time of the year. So, um, it's definitely going to be fun. So, um, Chris, uh, one, uh, Gallatin and Hamilton are 100.1 this week. I'm definitely uh, tuned into that game. And um, Chris Ward, um, I want to thank you for coming back on this week. And um, good luck to you on the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have the uh, the Highway 36 Auto and Diesel Friday Night Football Live pregame show starting at 5 o'clock. Uh, kick off Hamilton Gallatin at 7. And then, of course, uh, the end zone show afterwards with all the coach interviews and uh, scores and all that. The Mize does a great job on that. So uh, folks definitely want to tune in, get all the uh, updated brackets and uh, coach's thoughts after the uh, the first round of the playoffs on Friday.